You're listening to the Option Alpha podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. What's up, everyone? This is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered in iTunes and online because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you make smarter trades. So thanks so much for tuning in today. We've got a really cool show, as always, talking about stochastics, and this is arguably one of the most popular indicators out there. I think there's a couple that really kind of take the top slots, but I would argue that stochastics is one of those. In fact, you hear it all the time on media outlets, in blog posts, in uh, social circles for traders, and even some you know pundits on TV talk sometimes about stochastics and its kind of implementation in the market as a technical indicator. But what we're going to see here today is that there's a simple tweak that you can make to stochastics that really is the difference between making or losing money long term with this indicator. And again, very simple tweak, but our backtesting research has really confirmed this little you know change that you can make to how you use stochastics and the profitability that you might see with uh, that indicator as a result. Now, in my opinion, like I said, I think it's one of the most popular indicators. There's almost 15 million searches every single month for stochastics in Google. And today, unlike what we saw in show 41, where we talked about the absolute price oscillator, today's mini case study, you're going to see a positive correlation between the win rate and the overall net profit. So APO actually showed in the last uh, podcast that we did, show 41, it actually showed that with an increasing win rate, we actually lost more money because we didn't make enough money on the winners to overcome the losers. Well, in today's show, when we look at stochastics, and if you take a look at the show notes page at optionalpha.com slash show42, you'll see that when we actually saw a win rate go up with stochastics, we also saw the overall net profit increase as well. Now, before we get into today's case study, I want to remind you again that today, Friday, is the last day that you're going to be able to get a copy of the Signals Report from our website at the Early Bird Pricing Special. And I want to let you know that, again, this report is not meant to be the be-all, end-all to technical analysis. It's not meant to show you the magic indicator that you'll learn that solves all of your trading problems. And we are not claiming, and I'm not claiming that this is any of that, and I've said that numerous times, but I think it's worth mentioning again here because it's so important that you understand exactly what it is and what it's not. But if you have been trying to figure out what works and what doesn't, and you like some of the case studies that we've been doing here on the show and trying to provide to you in the blog and in the podcast, uh, most recently with Simple Moving Average, the Absolute Price Oscillator, and then today with Stochastics, you can clearly see that there are winners and losers that we found in our research. And frankly speaking, I think that we did some airtight research. In fact, I actually just got an email from a person who purchased a copy of the report this morning. His name is Paul. And Paul said this. He said, as an ex-actuary, it's really done well. Hats off to you. Now, look, this is a very simple email, and we got a lot of really, really nice responses. But when I get an email from somebody who basically lives and breathes math and statistics and numbers, I mean, this guy you know, is an ex-actuary. That's all he did for years and years and years. And he tells me that it's really done well and there's hats off. That's what I really appreciate, that somebody who's in the mathematical space that, you know, has degrees and and certificates on doing this stuff, 
validates that we've done the research right and we know what we're doing. So I think that really kind of speaks to the type of, of report that we put together. And it's definitely, you know, much more valuable than what we're giving it away for right now. So, all right, so let's get into today's show and talk a little bit about stochastics. So before we jump in, I want to give you a little bit of an overview of how stochastics work. You may have heard about it before. If you're new to trading and investing, this may be the first time, but I guarantee maybe you don't know the exact kind of innuendos of how this indicator works. So this might be a little bit of a refresher, but it's a good overview. So stochastics is basically based on the premise that if stock prices are increasing, then closing prices on a daily basis tend to be near the upper end of the range. And that makes sense. And controversially, in downtrends, closing prices tend to be near the lower end of the range. Again, it makes sense. It's just basically common sense. If values are increasing, hopefully stocks close at the end of the range every single day. Therefore, the central purpose of this indicator is to assess where the current price is located in relation to the range over the last few days or however long you track it. So the diff there's different variations of stochastics from fast to slow, but for the purposes of our report, we use what's called full stochastics, which basically takes into account three different kind of triggers. So the first one is a fast at a fast line, and this is what we call or what stochastics calls a percent K line. And again, you can see all of this on the uh, show notes page at optionalpha.com slash show 42. So the first one's the fast K, and that basically shows the ratio of differences between the current close and the lowest price and between the highest and lowest prices. So it's trying to get an average and see what the ratio is between those. Are prices closing towards the upper end of the range or are they not closing towards the upper end of the range? Then what we do on top of that is we overlay a slow D line or a percent D line, which is a simple moving average of the fast K line. And that's very easy. It just kind of smooths out the data and you can do that over three days, five days, whatever you want to do. And then on top of that one, we also add another smoothing, which also smooths out the D line. So we smooth two times with full stochastics. And that basically gives us these these uh, lines that move and oscillate between a range of 0 to 100. And it's very easy to see, and you'll often see a lot of these lines on most stochastics charts. Now, for the purposes of our research, we kind of broke down stochastics into two groupings. So the first grouping of our research that we tested, we tested just the cross of the K line, or really the signal line, above its average, or the smooth D line. So you can often see in a lot of circles that this is what mainly day traders sometimes use or even position and swing traders is they just use the actual physical cross of the indicator or K line above the D line. And wherever that happens in the zero to hundred range, that's what they use. So if the K line crosses above the D line, you buy. If the K line crosses below the D line, no matter where it happens, then usually prices are closing at the lower end of the range and you want to sell. And we also added another section to our testing. So that was the first one. And the second section that we added, we wanted to see if it made any difference in backtesting, if that cross, the K line above the D line, actually occurred at different ranges on the scale of one to 100. So often you'll hear that you have to buy stochastics below 20 and you have to sell it when it's above 80. So we want to see, okay, how can we figure out if that actually works? So we tested another grouping that said, okay, if that cross occurs, we will only buy if that cross is 
in a range that's below 20. And again, it's a little hard to describe here, but you can see it on the show notes page. So if that cross, the K line above the D line, happens below 20, then we'll buy. If the K line crosses above the D line, but it happens in the 50 range of the actual reading, then we're not going to buy, right? It's got to be below 20 or below 30 or below 40 or whatever the case is. And so we tested all of these different variations. And what we actually found out is that when you actually relied on the cross happening in distinct ranges, the 0 to 100 range of stochastics, you actually almost doubled your win rate and you dramatically increased your profitability. In fact, when crosses occurred around the 20 to 30 range as a buy signal and you sold when crosses occurred in the 70 to 80 range, you ended up winning on average about 60% of the time. So you had a pretty significant win rate. Now, this is compared to just doing the trade or making the trade whenever the cross occurred, no matter where it was in the range, you ended up winning on average about 30% of the time. So your win rate dramatically increased by making sure that you were trading in those kind of oversold or overbought ranges. In addition, your net profitability went up about 35% on average. So we saw net profitability increase 35% by just making sure that we were buying and selling in distinct overbought and oversold ranges. And again, you can see this all in the show notes page. We kind of lay out the back testing results individually. In addition to that, I think, you know, kind of a key stat before we kind of wrap up this particular portion of it is that your days in the trade actually increased a little bit and the number of total trades went down just slightly. So you have the number of total trades that went down ever so slightly in most cases, your number of days in the trade went up a little bit. So you actually weren't trading as often, which is good, and you were a little bit more profitable. And in this case with stochastics that actually worked out and that you know ended up making just a little bit of money long-term. Now the problem with stochastics that we found in general, and the reason that we're using this as kind of a mini case study, because it doesn't give away too much, it obviously shows you how to use stochastics the right way, but it's not giving away kind of the house here with our, our report, is that stochastics as a overall group was actually one of the worst performing indicators out there. Even if you actually use, you know, buying uh, at the oversold range and selling at the overbought range, you ended up on average as a total group having a losing uh, profitability of about 7.7% uh, per year. So stochastics is really, really bad as far as a overall indicator for traders to use. And it really didn't matter if you were using this as a longer term indicator or a shorter term indicator. We tested everything in between from a three to a 21 day average across the board. And we really found the same results on average. It's really not that great of an indicator. It doesn't lead to overall profitability and it just really turns your trading account. All right, so I hope you enjoyed this kind of mini case study here on stochastics. Again, the point of doing this is just to show you that there is no one right way to trade, but there are things that you can do, tweaks, adjustments, alterations to your trading strategy that can dramatically increase your profitability, your win rate, can reduce your drawdowns, and that's what we tried to do as part of our big signals report. So before we close out the show, let's get into the closing bell and talk about a trade that we just made in EWW. Now, the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. 
All right, so in today's closing bell, I want to talk about a trade that we just made in EWW. Now, EWW is one we've talked about a couple times here before on the podcast. It's a favorite of ours because it's fairly liquid, and it also is a nice ETF that generally has good implied volatility. It's the iShares Mexico ETF, and right now it's actually falling because the markets are falling today. I think stocks are down at the time of this recording about 2.5%. But as a result of that drop in the ETF, we've seen implied volatility basically go from the mid-20s up to around 70, uh, the 70th percentile. So we've seen a dramatic rise in implied volatility, which means that option prices across the board are going to start to expand. And so what we decide to do today in this particular ETF is enter a small position out in March. It's about 58 days out. So we're going a little further out. We've got a lot of positions in February already. We can go out to March with about 58 days out, and we entered a very nice, very even and neutral strangle around where the stock is trading right now. So current price on EWW is about 43.50 or so. We went ahead and sold the 48 calls above the market, took in about $35 for those, and then went down below the market and sold the 38 puts below the market and took in about $56 for those. So we took in a pretty decent premium for doing this trade. We're doing this naked, we're doing a small position, just a couple contracts, we're not gonna do this very large. But based on the probability of the stock either reaching our short strike at 38 on the put side, or rallying and trading up to and above 48 on the call side, we've got ourselves basically about a 70, 72% chance of success on this trade. So it's a very high probability trade, and we give the stock basically $10 to move over the next two months for us to lose any money on this trade. So if the stock moves more than $10 in either direction, uh, then we will obviously lose a little bit of money on this trade. But probability and pricing basically tells us that you know there's about 70% chance that we end up keeping this entire credit that we received as a profit for the trade. So in times like this where the markets are falling, this is exactly what we prefer to do. In fact, even though the stocks are down today 2.5%, our portfolio is actually up today because we continue to remain neutral and slowly add these positions on. We don't have too many large positions. We've got a lot of small positions and everything is slowly starting to make money as uh, implied volatility starts to decrease and as stock prices start to drop here. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com. All right, so I truly hope you guys enjoyed today's show and got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. As always, you can get additional resources by going to the show notes page at optionalpha.com slash show42. That's just the number 42, optionalpha.com slash show42. And again, it means the world to me that you guys tune in and listen to the show every single week and that you take me on this journey with you as you continue trading options and changing your life. There is never a day that goes by that I don't realize how blessed I am to be part of this community and be part of your life. And I am truly humbled to have your trust and, of course, couldn't do it without your support. So again, thank you. Until next time, happy trading.